It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, August 28th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is digging into the most important games of this upcoming Flyers season. There's more than I thought. Yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. We'll get into it, plus our nemesis of the week and a new poll question all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. We as a show are on Instagram and threads and blue sky at Locked On Flyers as well. You can subscribe or follow us for free on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Russ, uh, I was looking at the schedule, and like we were just saying before we started recording today's show, uh, there's a lot more like really exciting opportunities and games on, on the schedule than you might have thought. Yeah, there's definitely um, some biggies, and there's some that'll have national attention too. Which you know, again, for a team that's not going to be great to have you know some national attention is going to be good. Yeah, I think it's the right kind of national attention. I think the rebuild is getting some some really good coverage nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that you know the Flyers only having twelve national games this season is about the right number. Yeah, usually it's been overinflated, so I like to see it kind of settling out for the Flyers, uh, and and that's a good number to have. Um, I think obviously the big game we're going to talk about is the outdoor game versus the devils. We're going to talk about that on its own in the next segment, but the regular season kicking off um, on October 12th against the Columbus blue jackets. We did the crossover with the guys over at locked on Columbus blue jackets. I think they're excited just as much as we are for that game because very first game of the season, we get to see Ivan Provorov. Well, Ivan Provorov, Adam Fantilli, Mike Babcock, there's there's a mm-hmm. lot there. That's three big storylines right there. And not to mention the Johnny Goudreau narrative. Yeah, I mean Johnny Goudreau is always there. And you know, the Babcock one will be a huge story. Uh first game back. You know, they're gonna he's gonna be under a microscope. How does he do? Uh, you know, how's he gonna handle being back? You know, it's gonna be a big deal. And, you know, will he, you know, will he have our words with John Tortorella? Who knows? Like, I don't know what's going to happen in that game, you know, so that's it, it will be watched by a lot of people. Yeah. And I think like these two teams are seen as the lowest in the division. Yeah. And both of them are kind of going to be looking to show like, oh, we're maybe a little scrappier than that. So um, I, I think it'll actually be a really good game. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think of all of those storylines, it me being the prospect guy, I want to see Adam Fantilli and see um, what he looks like, how the Flyers are going to handle him. Or, you know, I'm sure John Tortorella, you won't be able to ask him the question, will you treat him any differently? Because we know the answer. He's not going to. But we'll just see who he's matched up against. And that that we'll know. Yeah. And then the home opener is October 17th against the Vancouver Canucks. I don't know that there's anything particular about that game other than it being the home opener, except we will get to find out the new goal song, which is always a milestone in every season. Yeah. I mean, 
I can be critical about goal song. So um, we'll see how that sort of works out. I mean, Vancouver does get talked about being like the Flyers of the West. So I do think that that'll, that will be a thing. Uh, there's also uh, lots of talk about uh, Elias Pettersson's next contract because he's walking into a last season and then one more with an RFA. That sounds familiar. So, you know, that's there's one more season before he's officially – this season and then an RFA year. So two years before he's officially gone. So there's contract talk. So that will probably be uh, talked about as well. Yeah, I think so. And then, you know, the next day is uh, on our schedule is October 24th, where the Flyers have their first crack at the Stanley Cup champion, uh, Vegas Golden Knights in Vegas. It's at 11 p.m. Eastern. It's the end of that big day where every team in the NHL is playing at some point. And the, the Flyers versus Golden Knights have the last puck drop of the night. Yeah, I'll have to get some uh, toothpicks for the old eyes for that one. That's going to be a t- <laughs> I know it's kind of a shame, like getting to see the Stanley Cup champions, like, but we got to wait till that late. I know. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, October 30th versus Carolina will be the first time we'll get to see Tony D'Angelo back in Carolina. A little awkward moment there. I'm sorry, Rachel. I, I nodded off. Did you say something? <laughs> I have zero interest in seeing Tony D'Angelo. I don't even care. I don't even well, care. Some people do Some people care, will, but I just don't. Yeah, I think um, looking at the way the Flyers are going to roll this season, I think we won't really get a sense of who this Flyers team is until like early November. And I think that looking at that first West Coast road trip, the California trip, there's like the California trip and then later there's the Pacific Northwest trip. The California trip, November 7th versus the Sharks, the 10th versus the Ducks, and the 11th versus the Kings. Uh, You know, with the Sharks and Ducks being teams on the lower end of the spectrum, it should be pretty even competition. And then the Kings are a little bit better than those two teams. And so, you know, they're going to have to take it up a notch on the back half of a back-to-back. So I think this will kind of really put a stamp on what this Flyers team will be this season. Yeah, I think so. I think... You know, you can look at them compared to those teams because, quite frankly, all those teams are going to probably be in the lottery. So you can see mm-hmm. where, where they stack up and who looks better than whom. And, uh, yeah, I think yeah. it'll be interesting. Yeah, that's you know, certainly my interest in, in those Kings, games. obviously, the other two. Right, right. That week. Um, there is uh, – they're playing Carolina on that road trip as well, but there's a, a few days in between after that. So I'm just kind of focused on those games in California. Yeah. Um, at the moment. And then after that, we have November 19th, which is uh, Columbus in Philadelphia. And that's Proby's return to the Wells Fargo Center. So that'll have its own level of drama similar to the opening game. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be people putting up signs and warm ups. I can almost guarantee that. Uh, yeah, I just it, it'll be interesting. I I don't think there's going to be that much malice from the fans to him. Maybe a few boos. There really shouldn't be any boos, honestly. Uh, I know. uh, For what he gave you on on the ice, I think that's what you should really focus on. I get the other stuff I do, and I didn't like it either. But, you know, he gave you a lot on the ice. He did. Yeah, and then looking at a couple of the Metro Division rivalries, we have November 24th. That's our Black Friday home game, the traditional Black Friday home game against the Rangers. Mm -hmm. First time with Peter Laviolette 
behind the bench that that we'll see at any rate. Yeah, and I think that's notable. You'll probably see a float in the parade that talks about it. Um, no, no, actually, no. That's the the gobble. That's the other game. Never mind. But it'll get talked <laughs> about locally. And yeah, I think there's interest with Laviolette coming in as a Ranger head coach. Uh, I think certainly it will have a different look. So we'll see what that looks like. Yeah, and then December second is the first Penguins game, which again. That's wild the way the schedules are structured that these rivalry games are pushed later in the season. Yeah. And this is, you know, again, a a new administration for them while they still may have the same core, they've got a lot of different players. And I do think, you know, Flyers fans will want to see how they look against this Penguins team. I do feel like they're still going to be interested in that. Uh, January 27th, uh, the Boston Bruins come to the Wells Fargo Center, and that's where we'll see James Van Riemsdyk. And what is really a, a much different Boston Bruins team this season with the retirements that they've had, um, I think by then we'll kind of get a sense if they're anything close to what they were looking like last season, right? Yeah, I think we'll have a good idea at that point. I think JVR will get a video, and he deserves that. Uh, by the yeah. way, if you anybody who's wondering, I don't think Tony D'Angelo will get a video. Um, no, but JVR will, and that's fine. JVR will. And I think I think Provy will too. Yeah, Provy will too. I didn't even think about that for the moment. Yes, he he'll get one too. So I think that you know, and that's worthy. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, looking ahead to February and March again, the schedule is weird this year, it so is. you don't see. Chicago Blackhawks until February 21st and that is on the road and then March 30th at home so for fans at the Wells Fargo Center to see Connor Bedard they're gonna have to wait until March 30th which is nuts that's nuts it's like yeah as well just like forget about it for the while and just you know it'll eventually happen but my god yeah I know we're gonna have to wait a long time time for that um couple other dates of note, February 27th, the Tampa Bay Lightning will be at the Wells Fargo Center. This is the last game before the trade deadline. So potentially some last games as Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, so maybe if there's somebody that's heavily rumored to be traded, then you'll want to head down and get to this game. You mean for like Nick Sealer? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> or, you know, Travis Konechny. Oh, we'll see. him. Oh. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. And then March 1st is the trade deadline day. So we'll see the new look flyers after any potential deals that will be made, or at least partially, assuming we don't get any players in return. I'm going to just um, predict, that, they're going to, I'm going to predict now far in advance, they're going to play 11-7 that day. I'm just yeah. going to predict that far in advance. Well, they're playing the Caps. So there you go. <laughs> All right. The big game, of course, like we said, is the outdoor game against the Devils, February 17th. We are going to talk about that one coming up. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off an NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and can be on everything from the spreads to the players' props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
So Russ, obviously the big game for the Flyers this season, February 17th at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey against the New Jersey Devils. Part of a full weekend of outdoor events at MetLife. Of course, the other game will be the New York Rangers versus the New York Islanders. Um, I think this is going to be really interesting for the Flyers because the Devils are, you know, neck and neck, I think, with the Canes to be atop the Metro division this year. And it's, you know, a very different Devils team than we faced uh, in a while. They've made some improvements this offseason as well. Um, it's going to be tough competition and it's going to be you know a de facto home game i guess for the devils up at metlife they will it'll be a de facto home game for them but a lot of people will travel for that game it'll be fun metlife is a um it's a nice stadium but it's big so when you get there it's going to take a good half hour to get to your seat so just know that by the time you either get off the train get your car parked start going in start taking escalators it takes a while so just keep that in mind but i think the sight lines will be pretty good uh it will be fun for sure. And, you know, I've been to every Flyers outdoor game and I've been to a large, large percentage of the NHL outdoor games. I'll probably go to both of those. Um, so, yeah, I you don't have to get me excited for an outdoor game. I'm already excited. Yeah, I have also been to every Flyers outdoor game. And I think that this one is, um, I think, going to be emotionally challenging for a lot of people because, the last outdoor game the Flyers played had so much happening in it. Yeah. So it was, if we recall, you know, against the Penguins at Lincoln Financial Field. It was Wayne Simmons' last game as a Philadelphia Flyer before that trade deadline. Um, a lot of tears were shed over that one. Oh, yeah. um, you, it had that incredible come-from-behind victory. Jake Voracek with that incredible shot. Claude Giroux with the overtime winner with that, remember that, you know, iconic image of him with his arms up yeah. after scoring that goal. And I just feel like any outdoor game the Flyers play after that, like that is a tough mountain to climb to compare. Yeah, there's no question it's a high bar. And again, it was against, you know, Crosby and the Penguins too. So that's, that's a whole other thing. But now you got to I, you know, it's against Jack Hughes, one of the best young players in the league. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it'll it'll be, you know, charged up. I think it'll be, you know, you might even see a fight outdoors. You might. Yeah, I think it, it is interesting because the Flyers are in, um, I wouldn't say the same situation as they were. I think you could argue that those Flyers are were um, of a higher quality than the exists, you know, the current team will be, but there was sort of a, an underdog feel to that team. And it was sort of becoming abundantly clear that the flyers were going to be sellers at yes. the trade deadline. And that, um, you know, just the gap between the pens and, and the flyers was, was pretty big then. And so I feel like there's some of that similarity could happen this year with the devils being seen mm -hmm. as the heavily favored team. And, with those young stars like Jack Hughes and wouldn't it be amazing if the, you know, lowly flyers could come in and, and win in, in an outdoor game like this. Well, that's so, when you have the, the best chance to do that. Yeah. As the underdog is to win in an outdoor game. Cause there's a lot of things that level the playing field. Yeah. Cause it, you know, it, it's home ice for the devils, but not really. Cause it's a whole different environment. Yeah. 
Um, obviously the outdoor conditions, who knows what they're going to be at that time. Um, I do think that having the two games there back to back, um, making it part of a bigger celebration of, of the game and, and the outdoor game will have something to do with it as well. Um, I also kind of think this is the B game compared to the Islanders versus the Rangers might be considered the the more marquee game. Yeah, I think, I think that's fair to say. I do. I think because you got to remember the Islander fans, a lot of them were Jets fans. And so for them, they're used to going to a couple of football games a year in MetLife. Mm-hmm. So they're actually that that fan, you know, depending on how they sell tickets, Rachel, there will be a ton of Islander fans there. It It could be more of a split than you think. It could be more Islander fans. For for the Islanders Rangers game. Oh, for Islander Ranger, I forget. I kept why my mind was I thinking Islanders Devils. Yeah, even for Islander Ranger, yeah, you know, Ranger fans buy a lot. So I think I think it could be a split though, an even split where I think in a lot of other circumstances it wouldn't be with those two teams. Yeah, I do wonder if some like Islanders and Rangers fans will get tickets for the Flyers Devils game just to mess they might. Up I mean, a if they don't bit. sell out, they definitely will. Um, I could see some people just going for both. I think because, you know, it's easy. It's easy to mm-hmm. go take the Northeast corridor and, and, and do it train wise. So I could see that. That's that's interesting. Yeah, I do look forward to a lot of Flyers fans making the trip, though, again, because it is so close. It's only a couple hours away. Um, it's not like you have to get on a plane. You can make no. a day trip of it. So. But let's be fair. I, th- I think the real hardcore ones are going to go. And I think a certain amount of young ones are going to go. But there's going to be some fans that if they're not having the greatest season, they're going to be like, I'm not doing it. And I get it. I, I, you know, I think that's going to happen too. I think a big part of it will be the jerseys and what they look yes, like. Because uh, I think that can make a big impact. Like when those outdoor jerseys are really nice, like they tend to sell and people want to get the the specific merchandise that you can only get at the stadium. That's fair. Yeah. So we'll see what, what those end up looking like this season. Um Things have been sort of quiet about that weekend so far, as well it should be, because like right now the NHL is gearing up for their Australia games. Right. So I think they have like bigger yeah, fish they to in fry. Melbourne? Yeah, in Melbourne. Yeah. So, uh, which also should be pretty exciting and fun. Yeah, that's um, fun. Yeah. I, I do think, though, for the Flyers, like the stakes for this game are really that, you know, o- overcoming that underdog billing that they will have or that, you know, they're in a rebuild. So there's no expectations, which I think is a good thing. I think going into a game like this with, with um, moderate expectations is, is creates, creates a situation where they could potentially win this one. Well, and the grumpiness for towards in an outdoor game is palpable. I've covered that before oh, yeah. and it's there. <laughs> he does not love it. No, he does not at all. Um, he may try and sit in the press box for this one, but there's no way they'll let him. No, so. I don't think the league would allow it. I think they're going to make him go out there in the yellow. Yeah, what kind? It'll be what kind of hat do they make him wear in this yeah. one? Will he will he break out a fedora? Or is he just going to go with the beanie? You know, I'm trying to remember what he wore the last time. I think he did um, have a fedora-ish hat. Um, you know, now that I think about it, I mean, again, I'm testing my memory. Wasn't that Tortorella versus Laviolette? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to, have to dig back into the archives on that one. 
But uh, yeah, I think it should be fun regardless. And I am looking forward to it quite a bit. Uh, We want to know what games you're looking forward to this season. And we will do that in our poll. We'll give you those options coming up next. All right. So it was really hard for us to narrow down the games we talked about in terms of uh, which ones we'd put in our poll. So we picked uh, five good ones from the schedule. If you have any that are, you know, your most important game or the ones you're looking forward to the most, uh, please feel free to mention them in the comments of the separate YouTube poll post that we will put out there. So the five that we're putting in the official selection are, of course, that outdoor game, February 17th. We've got opening night, October 12th against Columbus. We've got the home opener, October 17th versus Vancouver. We've got that March 1st trade deadline day game. And then the Black Friday game against the New York Rangers. This is a a tough boat. I really don't know how it's going to go. I don't. I don't either. I am very much looking forward to it. We will give the results of that on Friday's show. Uh, Moving over to our nemesis of the week. Last week, we talked a lot about getting sucked into comparing the Flyers to other teams, which we did a lot of on this show. (laughs) So um, it it held true. Um, I think that you know, when you're in a rebuild, it's hard not to compare yourselves to other teams going through a rebuild and who's making the most progress and all of that. And, you know, by the time the outdoor game rolls around, I think we'll have a sense about how year one is going. Uh, That's for sure. Um, And continuing on the theme of this episode, my nemesis this week, it's the New Jersey Devils. I don't like them. I've never liked them. Having to play them in an outdoor game uh, is just... Like, especially when the Devils are on the upswing. And again, they have all those great players. Um, and it, it's it's just infuriating. I still, to this day, like, somebody mentioned Scott Stevens. And I just, like, I cannot manage my emotions. <laughs> and so, like, to have to deal with, like, all this pomp and circumstance around the New Jersey Devils, I'm not going to enjoy that part of it one bit. I just, I just don't like the Devils, Russ. And so they, because we're thinking about it this week with the schedule and looking ahead, that is why they're my nemesis this week. I have friends all around the league, so I don't necessarily feel that way who work for different teams. But I do want to say my nemesis this week is uh, whenever there are other sports doing well, then they always compare it to hockey, right? So as an example, like Lionel Messi is getting more viewers for the MLS. So now it's like, well, where do they sit compared to hockey and viewership and, and at the gate and all that. And and I, I'm sick of it. I really am. Hockey's a niche sport. It's worth over $5 billion. We're all pretty good with it. Whoever likes it, likes it. If you don't like it, I'm not going to try and talk you into it. And I don't care how it ranks next to the NBA or MOB or anything else. I really don't care anymore. And so it's kind of like, I, I'm just, I get it. If I'm going to write about it, sure, maybe it'll get mentioned once a year or something. But I try and stay away from it because at this point, they know what they are. They have their fans. It grows slowly. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, I can see. um, I, I don't like the comparisons either. I think you naturally have to do it 
um, partially because it helps set the bar for what your TV deal is going to be for the league, right? So if you look at what your viewership has been, that's going to determine how much your league is worth, and that's how much the league is going to make. That's how much gets split with the revenue sharing. They could say, this is the MLS compared to F1, but they always pick out the NHL. That's basically my view. No, that's absolutely true. So I think like you do have to keep track of these things in terms of just on its own and in terms of the TV deals and the contracts that are made. But it, as far as I do understand what you're saying, it feels like, you know, people use the NHL as kind of like the the low bar whipping boy, I guess, yeah. of sports yeah. viewership statistics. Yeah. And I get that. Um, as somebody who watches soccer and who likes MLS, um, I, I don't enjoy all of this messy stuff either. I, I think like European superstars coming over to, you know, in their retirement years, I don't enjoy that narrative about MLS. So I've muted the term messy. Oh, wow. Look at you. Very proactive. Because I, I just can't deal with it so i understand i understand that even as a fan of mls and you know i was a yeah. season ticket holder for a team for six or seven years so like i get it but um yeah i, I see what you mean the the nhl should just be on its own and it has its own problems in terms of growth of the game that yeah, we talked sure. about I mean, we all are aware keenly um, aware of the good and the bad yeah but i i feel like you can talk about it in a vacuum and and not necessarily compare it to other leagues because right. it is like apples and oranges in a yeah. lot of ways. And there's plenty to critique about the NHL and, and what they do to grow the game, you know, on its own. Like, you know, there's, you know, to, to use a soccer term here, you know, there's a lot of own goal stuff happening with, That's fair. with, with the NHL and, uh, and how they're trying to grow the game. So I, you know, I, I just don't know that the comparison is, thing is always a valid approach to take. All right, that will do it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, we'll be back later in the week with our mailbag and those poll results. Uh, as that reminder, we always do want to hear from you. So if you've got questions, you can tweet us at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail, or you can comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great day, everyone.